for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Ben Moana. How's it going today, Ben? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty yeah. good. Just Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just enjoying the... It, you know, it's weird that it's April already. I swear it was just January, like yesterday. Yeah. I, it's crazy how quick this year is going by. It is... It's moving so fast that at some point, um, at some point in March, I honestly thought it was summertime. You know, I thought it was going to be summertime in like the next few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those situations where I feel like I say that every year, but this year just specifically because like 2020 ran forever because of the whole COVID pandemic and whatnot. But this year it's just wow. So, yeah, um, It, it, it will slow down, I think. I hope so. I really do. But really excited to have you on. Really, uh, really want to talk to you about your music, your upbringing, you know, all the fun stuff and uh, the new single you got out and everything else you got going on in 2022. Um, For the people that are just getting to meet you for the first time, like all my listeners that are meeting you for the first time, let's give them kind of a introductory to who you are and kind of a brief background story. Yeah, so uh, my name is Ben Mulwana. Um, I born and raised in Uganda. Um, my father actually worked for a um, company, World Vision, that um, moved him around quite a bit. Um, so it ended up affect well, not affecting us in a bad way at all. I, we got to see the world a little bit, or a few countries. Um, so that is how I actually ended up in the United States. Um, my father got a contract to work in D.C., um, so then I moved here when I was about 18. And um, since then, um, about two, about a year and a half into uh, moving to D.C., I actually moved to Wisconsin. That is why I'm uh, based in Wisconsin at the moment. I came here to do college. Uh, the funny story is it was I came and visited in the summer and bought the lie. And I moved here. And, um, but I'm here now. Um, I started playing music, um, honestly, in high school. <laughs> Um, but just a little bit, I didn't really play a lot of instruments. I started playing the guitar then, um, and I started taking music way more seriously in 2019. So haven't, uh, been at it way too long, but, um, I started taking music, uh, seriously in 2019, released my first uh, project, uh, then in one, it's called one Unawe in June. Uh, and this is where we are. I can kind of talk a little bit about the rest of the story as, as we go forward here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So your, your dad was kind of the uh, reason that you came to the U S because he had a contract job. Um, what are some of the other countries that you visit or that you were able to kind of visit growing up? Yeah. So, uh, we lived in Tanzania for, um, actually, I think that was the shortest one we lived there in probably for probably a month, uh, two months. And then we had to move. And you know, one of the toughest things moving again, making friends and having to Mm -hmm. leave them very shortly thereafter. Um, I lived in Kenya. That's where I did my high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I lived there. I said, actually where I started playing music, um, or playing guitar and, and trying to learn and singing, um, in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, at a moment we lived in Ethiopia. That wasn't very long either. Uh, and then we lived in the United States. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of prompted you to pick up the guitar while you were in high school? Um, it's, this is a really embarrassing, a little bit embarrassing story, but, um, I was talking to a girl that I really liked, um, sure. and she got, I think it starts that way for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, or uh, I was talking to this girl I really liked and she wanted, she actually, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I just remember her saying, uh, I really like guitar plays. And I remember my heart sinking at that moment, um, realized I knew nothing about playing guitar and mm-hmm. looked 
complicated by my father actually played guitar okay and he used to pull it out um when we were you know uh in uganda getting ready for bed or i just kind of sitting around in the living room sitting around outside in the evening uh, and he used to play on it um and actually he and my mom uh, met in uh, college in a college band um for the university uh, of Makerere, which is in uganda mm -hmm. um so i went back home um i knew my sister also kind of knew how to play uh and i asked them to teach me a few chords um, and they did, uh, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't enough. I really wanted to impress this girl. And, uh, so I pulled up, you know, all the amazing artists that I could think of at the at time. And John Mayer was at the top of the list. Okay. Um, so I learned how to play slow dancing in a burning room, nice. uh, yeah, which is a really bad song to play for a crush. Now that you think about it, um, it didn't go well. Um, but I really, really fell in love with music at that time. And, um, yeah, that's how I got started. Nice. And yeah. so John Mayer, John, you were uh, doing just a John Mayer cover. Is That was kind of your learning, jumping off point as to like what you were trying to learn or, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really it was. Uh, slow Dancing in the Burning Room, I remember it so clearly. Uh, and then after that, I started to play all the songs that uh, we played around the house. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up on a lot of gospel um, uh, a lot of gospel songs. Um, I grew up on, you know, Michael Jackson, Cindy mm -hmm. Lauper, um, you know, Whitney Houston, uh, Kirk Franklin, you know, yeah. Ron Canoli, that type of yeah. music. So I would just try and play what I could. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, um, Michael, for when you said Michael Jackson, that just kind of hits home to me because that's, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those consistent across consistent, like, musicians that keep getting brought up across pretty much every podcast, whether it's like a rock group, rap group, you know, country, you know, whatever it is, yeah. Michael Jackson just kind of keeps getting brought up. And I think that just speaks to his mass appeal, even though he was like quote unquote pop music in right. like, especially uh, later on in his career. So that that's always, it's, I just had to bring that up because that's always kind of interesting so yeah yeah um it's he was very very popular even in more than just music in mm -hmm. uganda growing up he um he was almost like a humanitarian always cared for mm -hmm. uh or sung songs that cared for or that spoke about issues that um were going on in our country so it's a very very big influence in past music so uh i think honestly that's why a lot of people just gravitated towards uh, his music and him as a person yeah for sure for yeah. sure um, so you came over to the U S about 12 years ago at this point, or is it a little bit less than, yeah, yeah about 12 years ago at this point. Yes. Uh, you came over to the U S and, uh, first landed in DC and then came to Wisconsin during the summer, bought the, uh, summer lies of what Wisconsin's all about. Yeah. Uh, what was it about Wisconsin that just kind of drew you in? Oh, like, I mean, obviously the summer lie, but what, yeah, so I'll tell I'll tell you this story. I had a friend of mine um, that actually we were in high school together mm -hmm. at uh, in Kenya, um, and she knew I was looking for a place to transfer um, and uh, finish or start my kind of college. Uh, so she told me, "Hey, you know, take a look at Carthage College, which is here in Kenosha. Um, you know, take a look at it. They great great scholarships. It's a great school, great campus." And I look it up. Um, online and the pictures that come out are beautiful mm -hmm. you know it's next to the beach um you know people having fun playing volleyball uh and it's i it was a dream so you know i visited she told me you should visit in june and i remember i came in june and man the sun was beating on your face it was warm and you had mm -hmm. the lake breeze and everything just seemed uh amazing i literally thought to myself this is where i want to spend the rest of my life this is so cool. And the people were really nice too. Um, and then when I came back in September, when school was starting, um, I remember my parents hopping in the car and leaving. And just about the moment they left, the cold breeze came off of the lake. And I knew right away I had messed up. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> And uh, yeah, but I was there and, uh, you know, I had to deal with it. So yeah, that's how I ended up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing will toughen you up quicker than a nice, good old 
a Wisconsin winner there. Yes. Yeah. But uh, and so you ended up going to Carthage, right? That's right. Yeah. I had a I had a couple of friends that went to Carthage that uh I grew I had grown up with. So that when you said that, I was like, oh, I know that school. That's yeah. yeah. It's That's nice. Really- it's uh, I love it. What did you uh study when you went to school? I actually went for uh math and computer science. Okay. Um, I graduated with a uh, math major and computer science minor, um, okay. which I I know. I think a lot of musicians also do math, but uh, I really wanted to do music. And um, I know growing up in our family, it's always like you're becoming one of two things, an engineer, a doctor, and maybe a lawyer if you're uh, good at the uh, languages and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So engineer it was for me, and that's why I studied that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, did you, when did you end up graduating? Was that? In In 2015. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, you had uh, uh, graduated and I'm assuming you ended up getting a job and before you started taking music seriously and all that stuff. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is uh, I played a little bit in college. I, I actually started a band there, but I knew um, it was one of those things that um, we were always told this is a hobby yeah. um, growing up. Um, so I started a band. It was really fun. It was called 21 Hours. Okay. Um, and we played cover uh, music. That's a, the first thing that we did was a uh, student spotlight thing on mm-hmm. the campus. Uh, it was really cool. I had a lot of fun. Um, and then after that, I kind of had a little bit of a hunger now. Um, so I went to the open mic, mm-hmm. um, uh, to an open mic here in um, Kenosha at a place called Sazzy B. And uh, I had a great time. I, am, I thought, man, this is really something cool. And at, so at that point, I started to kind of play out here and there. Uh, it was really hard to get uh, into the music scene. But for me, it wasn't uh, anything that um, I was thinking this is maybe not going to be even long term. So it doesn't yeah. matter kind of trying to break in. But the more I kept uh, trying to play and the more uh, opportunities I got, the hungrier I got for it. So I did get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was almost for me, like the job was the, um, just a part-time, you know, yeah. I almost committed most of my time, um, just trying to play and trying yeah. to play in different places. Yeah. It was basically something to fuel your music passion Co- and correct and pay yeah. for it. Yep. Yep. I, I understand that all too well, a hundred percent. Um, and so once you graduated 2015, you started doing like open mics and stuff. At this point, were you starting to write your own music or was that not until like 2019 when you started taking it more seriously? Yeah, uh, no, I'd, I hadn't written my own music till uh, till about 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a little bit in the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Actually, what was happening is I was uh, changing uh, my uh, status with citizenship status yeah. um, or residency status, I should say, uh, in here in the United States. So I knew I wasn't going to be working at all in the whole year of 2019. And so that's why I said, you know what, I'm going to have a whole year to do absolutely nothing. So I should commit it to just music. And that's when I started to write. And what at, during those early stages of uh, your writing, what were you writing about? Was it more life experiences or was it like storytelling? Like what were you, I guess, what were you writing about? So I wrote uh, about everything and everything, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, the first obvious couple of songs were about life experiences. Uh, I had gone through a breakup, um, that I think almost every musician has written about, you know, it's a, that cautionary tale to everybody else. Don't date a musician. A song might come out about you. Um, and so I wrote about that. And then um, I wrote about what was happening to me mm-hmm. in 2019. Um, I was kind of in this limbo with obviously the uh, permanent residency applications and things like that. Um, it kind of felt like uh, it was just up to chance. Um, but a lot of people were surrounding me and a lot of people were there for me. And I ended up writing a song called One Onawe. Uh, which in Luganda means here with you. Um, so I kind of, you know, that was uh, something that came almost too easy um, because it was something that I was, it was emotion I was walking through every day. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last songs I wrote in there too, 
uh, it's called Stupid Love. It's kind of one of my favorite there too. Yeah. It's uh, my wife came back after working and she's my wife now. She wasn't my wife then, but she came um, to the to the apartment after a long day of working. I wasn't doing anything. Um, actually, no, 2018, she was my wife then, yeah. Um, so she came back, I wasn't doing anything. And uh, she asked me what you'd done today. And I promise you, I'd played nothing but Assassin's Creed that day. Um, <laughs> that was that was the entire day for me. Um, and uh, as I was playing the game, I was actually inspired by one of the uh, characters mm -hmm. in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, Agapios, who who ends up dying, obviously. Um, but it was out of love. And so I decided to write a story um, that kind of tells that story that tells a story of love that a person it ends very poorly for someone um but it being worth it all so yeah. those were the three songs i was writing that year nice and that that was the uh of the was it technically an ep or that you released yeah or? ep i guess uh one of the things actually we got into a conversation with a friend um and they were asking how they live in uk and they were saying how do you guys uh calculate what's an album is it by minutes or by tracks um, and we never even got to the end of that conversation, but, yeah. uh, I think it's, uh, if you're counting, it's still an EP either way. Okay. Um, Cause an album would be 25 minutes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so the, you released that, that did you produce that yourself or did you go, um, into a studio to produce? Um, I actually went to a friend of mine that has a, a basement studio, uh, in his house. Mm -hmm. um and he recorded a lot for me and uh he mixed and produced and did a whole a uh, lot of the work for me yeah awesome awesome yeah and um so that that was kind of your first taste into the the craziness that is releasing music in the uh 21st century so to speak uh with the uh, yeah. spotify and all the streaming stuff um so, uh, and then of course, obviously 2020 comes around and, uh, does 2020, you know, I, I don't even want to say what happened in 2020 because everybody listening knows exactly yeah. what happened. Um, yeah. and you were able to, during all that, you were able to keep busy releasing singles and whatnot. Um, but you did take a little bit of a break, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so that kind of brings us to the uh, your most recent single, Home, mm -hmm. which was originally recorded on a live album. Yes. Okay. Um, so the the way I guess that's that story is that that was in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, there's a place called the Littman's uh, River West Inn. It's in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, and actually, at the time, I was doing this thing where I just hit up any open mic. Um, because I was, you know, trying to get into the scene and also trying to try out uh, these songs that I had just written. Um, Home was one of them. And at the time, um, I wasn't sure about it. It was actually my least favorite um, at the time. Um, and I think it was just because I hadn't processed the entire feeling. So I wasn't mm. singing it from a place of uh, conviction. Yeah. Um, so I played it. But at Linneman's, uh, I was the featured artist and they hit record. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the set, you know, they gave me the CD and they were like, Hey, you know, this is your, uh, featured, uh, artist CD mm -hmm. and it sounded good yeah. <laughs> at the time. And I thought, Oh, well, you know, what's it going to break? And I just yeah. put it out there. Um, and then now obviously over time, as I've played this song and I play with a couple of different people now mm -hmm. too, and we played the song more and more and it, it, it just became more real and meant so much more to me. And so I decided to re-release it with a, with a full band. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, figuring into the full band, was there any other like major changes from when you recorded it in 2019 to now, did you like change it like chorus or anything, or is it all pretty much like the same basic song? It's a little bit the same. I, it sounds different. Um, and I think, you know, we played, I play it on, I don't play the acoustic on it at all uh, anymore. And, mm -hmm. um, the bass, uh, the drums, everything adds a lot more to it. Um, and I think the, the basically the image kind of 
came together. Um, I had my friend Rebecca Rivera that I told this story of this song mm -hmm. and I wanted her to basically sing my mom. So the little the little voice that you hear in the background is supposed to emulate my mom. The song is about being uh, feeling at home when you're so mm -hmm. far away from uh, where you believe you belong. Yeah. Um, and so th thinking of my mom and thinking of her being the most clear image and picture that I have of home, I wanted my friend to sing it. And I think that uh, really added so much for me, at least when I listen to it, it it's just a complete um, song now from, you know, from before. Yeah. And now uh, yeah. is your family back in Uganda or are they still in the States somewhere? They're in Uganda now. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so for home, why did you kind of, decide this was the song that you wanted to re-record and re-release now? So b literally because I was in love with it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I played it for the guys at an acoustic and they had, they had heard it before. Mm -hmm. um, and then I played it again um, for them. And I said, you know, I want to make this a full, uh, yeah. full band uh, type of thing. And I want to record it. Uh, oh, sorry, I want to play it at, um, in Appleton at the show that we were going to do. And I remember there was something different about that show because we got to the town and everyone seemed so, um, I don't know, they, it's like almost like they knew you before mm -hmm. and the way they greeted you, the way they welcomed you, the way they em embraced you. Um, the reception was just so beautiful. And then when we played that song, it, it, at that point it clicked for me and I, I felt it, I felt at home, I felt everything. So I told them like, we're going to re-release this song. Um, I wasn't before, but now I'm with you guys um, and you've added so much to it and uh, something just feels right. Um, and so I wanted the first song that I re-release to be that one, but it's kind of a double meaning too. Um, in 2020, my wife and I bought a house mm -hmm. um, and obviously you can imagine buying a house in that time was yeah. super crazy. But, um, you know, we kept the faith and we did it. Um, and the house that we bought had a, has, or had, I should say, a, like a disconnected section, which is a garage and a barn. Mm. And the barn yeah. was completely open, um, just nothing but siding. Um, and, you know, they were just kind of keeping, uh, the previous owners are kind of keeping uh, everything and anything, I should say, in it. Um, so when I saw the barn and we were taking a tour of the house, I knew right away, this is the houses I want. Uh, we, thank goodness we went inside. My wife liked it too, because um, <laughs> that would be a very awkward conversation, but I really just wanted it for the barn. Um, and so once we, you know, finished everything and signed it, I got in, I said, I'm going to build this barn into a live room and we're going to record every song from here on out in this space. Um, and I wish I could turn around the camera and show it to mm. you because I'm really proud of it. Um, you know, so I go to work and I, I wanted to kind of prove a point um, mm -hmm. and COVID kind of helped me out in that situation um, because I had to do it by myself. I really had no choice, um, you know, because of, you know, yeah. kind of social distancing and stuff. So yeah. I took that whole uh, from June or June when we bought it Mm -hmm. um, all the way to, you know, November, cause I had to finish before the cold got here mm -hmm. all the way to November, just working, um, you know, insulating the whole place, keeping out the cold, um, insulating it for the sound, yeah. running the cables and the wire and digging a trench for the internet and all this stuff. Um, and finally finished. Uh, and so I thought what would be more perfect than recording home inside your home and releasing that as the very first song. So um, yeah, that's why I released it first. Sorry for the long answer. Oh no, it was perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, it, so you made it in time before the uh, the frigid temperatures of, of oh. uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, um, I feel the time, you know, it gets cold. Uh, it gets cold like in October, really. Yeah. Um, so I, a few of the times I actually had to uh, put on a jacket and shiver through it. Um, but, you know, I, I actually discovered a couple of interesting tricks of getting the hand warmers and stuffing them in your pockets yep. and in your gloves. And, you know, you kind of keep going from there. But by that time, I had uh, most of it wrapped up. So it wasn't as uh, as uh, open. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was able to finish that up then. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. And so then you uh, 
did you bring in an engineer or did you start figuring all that stuff out yourself and recorded everything yourself? I figured that as far as recording and getting all the tracking and doing all that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I've, uh, I was lucky enough to be around quite, quite a few engineers when, uh, we were, when I was playing in 2019. So I kind of picked up just a few things and I asked a couple, a friend of mine, a friend who owns the studio helped me record the first time, just a couple of tricks. What would you do for this? And what would yeah. you do for that? Um, and so finally I actually did it as a surprise and I, it mic'd everything, recorded everything, had the guys come in, record the drums, everything like that. And I sent him the track mm-hmm. and I told him, Hey, uh, I just recorded this in, uh, the, the room, the live room. Um, yeah. could you check it out? And he texts me back. He's like, this sounds really, really good. And nice. I was so happy. I was uh, excited because, uh, he would be the very honest person to say, Hey man, this sounds like crap. Uh, please don't record in there again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and the fact that you got it, like, toned right where you know there's no re or minimal reverb and all that stuff that's that's the hardest thing at least for me when i try and record stuff it's like the reverb kills me and oh yeah yeah we 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 try and do live sessions in the most obscure of places and yeah it's not easy so i can't imagine yeah it's uh it took a long time and i i honestly it's a process that i i don't wish to repeat and i'm so glad it worked out really quickly yeah. Um, where are you kind of at, uh, writing wise now? Are you working on writing new stuff or have, are you already kind of in the process of recording where are you kind of at creatively? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually record, well, we're recording the new stuff that I wrote in, mm-hmm. uh, 2021. Um, we're recording it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, five tracks that are going to be on the, on the new stuff. And I'm, yeah. Think I'm going to roll them out as singles, just uh, yeah. kind of going back and forth with how the uh, industry is this day. Yeah. Every song kind of needs its time in the sun. So mm-hmm. uh, we're recording them and then rolling them out and recording another and then rolling it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm in the recording phase right now. And then actually, coincidentally, this weekend, I go off to write. Uh, yeah. I found that I think taking myself away from my daily you know, environment, yeah. um, and just kind of going off somewhere where I have no escape almost, yeah. um, helps me to at least sit down and, you know, process all, all the emotions I'm feeling and process the things I've been through and kind of what I want to say, or, um, if there's a message I really want to put out there, um, I'm able to write about it then. So I'll be doing that this weekend for 2023. Awesome. Awesome. Where do yeah. you go when you, uh, get into one of these writing sessions, where do you usually run off to? So I've done one. Um, okay. And the, the one, it was in a place in Eau Claire, which is about five hours, mm-hmm. about five, five and a half hours from where I am. Yeah. Um, and it was in deep in the forest, like this cabin that was on Airbnb, um, which was, it was interesting because it, uh, when I pulled up, I literally thought, I was like, oh, you made a mistake, Ben. You shouldn't be out here you know, by yourself in this cabin and you're going to, uh, for a couple of days and, yeah. uh, there is no, the nearest grocery shop was probably like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. so I was like, oh, well, I'm far removed. Uh, you know, if anything goes wrong, I guess, let me leave my wife a letter and maybe she'll, she'll at least, uh, know how I feel or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do something like that where I found a cabin really far away. Um, something that's just, you know, very low signal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be able to distract myself with a phone or anything like yeah. that. And, uh, that's what I do. Yeah. Awesome. So you basically make your own writer's retreat. Yeah. Pre- yeah. yeah. I guess essentially that's what it would be. Yes. Nice. Are you going back up to the same place this time or are you going somewhere different? I think I'm going to check out someplace different. There's a place I saw in Eckhart, uh, which is two and a half. I would, five hours was really far. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, I, even driving there, I thought, man, that I, I should have really just, you know, there's a lot of places that were probably two hours that would have been yeah. fine. So I'm going to cut it a little bit short in driving time. It's uh, two hours away and mm. there's a cabin I really saw that I really liked. It's next to a pond and all this mm. whole, whole thing. So, and it's super cheap. Um, so I just nice. thought this is, would be nice. Yeah. You said Elkhart, right? Yeah. In, in Indiana? No, in uh, Wisconsin. Eckhart. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There's an Elkhart, Indiana. So I was like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, 
that's cool. Um, and uh, that that'll be this weekend, kind of spending your time working on new music for 2023. Yeah, yeah, and then hopefully I'll, I'll the next time uh, later in the year I'll take my band and we'll record the whole thing. Awesome. Or we awesome. will at least work on getting everything um, dialed in. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so is the plan right now to kind of uh, aim for an EP to do singles and then the EP, or do you have aspirations of doing a, a full album? So it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be kind of a full on project. Uh, mm -hmm. The funny thing is the, th the three songs on the first EP, one on always stupid love and mm -hmm. letters to you. Um, I, it's so funny. I think um, this is probably an experience uh, mm -hmm. that maybe a lot of musicians share too. Um, the moment I finished putting a period on the on the first song, I ran to the studio. I mean, because it was something that I, one I had never done. Obviously, I'd never written mm -hmm. something that just fully came from the heart. I was super excited about. So I ran to the studio and gave the songs absolutely no time to to mature, mm -hmm. to uh, kind of sit and marinate. I was just so excited to get something out there. Um, and I almost felt like, you know, that it's just something that I've been waiting to do all my life. So let me just do it. Let me just do it and get, get it done. Uh, now that I've had a lot of time to sit with the songs, uh, to play them with the full band, I, they sound way different um, than they sound on the first release. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, uh, just like Home sounds completely different, I wanted to put some of those uh, in. I won't really release them as uh, as um, Sing yeah singles yeah. or something like yeah. that. I'll kind of put them all in there and put them on a vinyl and side A, side B That's, type of thing, yeah. where side A is all the new songs and side B are all the old songs, but uh, you know with a band and reimagined. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so sure. that's gonna be this year. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You said vinyl, so my ears perked right up. I'm all oh, yeah. about the vinyl. It's yeah. I'm so glad it's making a comeback and I just hope they find a way to print it cheaper or make it so that musicians can uh, actually not have to worry about losing their home if oh, they geez, go, yeah. and pre <laughs> go and press vinyl. So It's funny you say that. That's the that's the one thing that when I mentioned um, to a couple of my friends, like I am thinking of doing a vinyl project. They both were like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, I'm saving up. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's. Yeah. It, that's why whenever I go to a show, if the band or musician, whoever I'm going to see, if they have vinyl and I obviously if I can afford it, cause like vinyl, just buying it at a show, it's going to easily run you 35, $40, you know, like whatever wow. it is. And it's yeah. like, if I can afford it, I'm going to buy that because I know like the risk they took to, uh, ordering vinyl. So Plus, you know, just having that hard copy and really cool piece of artwork in your hand is that that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, so. good, man. Well, thanks for doing that for on behalf of all the musicians. That's really means a lot because, uh, yeah, I I did the math and uh, my goodness, um, it's up there. But oh, yeah, um, yeah oh, hopefully yeah. there's more people like you. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that I'm interested in trying to grow the vinyl collection because I remember when I was a young kid, my mom had her vinyl collection. This was like right as vinyl, like CDs were already out at this point, but vinyl was kind of like the dying breed. Like if, unless you like lived in a big city where you could go to a record shop, they, you really couldn't get vinyl anymore. Right. And she ended up selling her vinyl collection. And yeah, so I just you know, remember- I yeah, I, I, I want to ask you something. I think you know, it's it's something we talk about. We, we sit and talk about a lot of things. Mm. But uh, do you think it's that's ever going to be the same thing for like cassette tape or CDs? So funny thing is cassette tapes, they're oddly starting to make a comeback as well. OK, mainly because mainly because for like just the nostalgia aspect of it. Um, there's a lot of DIY like punk rock bands that they're buying up uh, uh, cassette tapes and just kind of re-releasing it. But I don't see that having like a mass appeal kind of like vinyl does okay. because vinyl, there's just something about the sound quality. It's an experience, you know, that, like there's a whole experience behind vinyl, whereas cassette, 
there's no real added benefit to listening to cassette. It's just kind of there, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So I think in that aspect, cassette, they might come back because, Oh, Hey, we used to listen to cassettes as a kid, you know, here, cool. Yeah. But I think vinyl, if they can get it to where it could be manufactured cheaply or effectively, I think that'll have some long-term staying power. I hope it does. Because I hope it does. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, that that's just kind of my thought on the whole process. And then CDs, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like I remember as a kid being excited to go get CDs, but yeah, you know, it is. Uh, we we listen to a lot of things on cassette. Uh, yeah. At least for me, growing up, uh, it's just it was just cassette or nothing. You know. Yeah. And, my first CD player, I was super excited for that. Yeah. So I, I do hope maybe they make a comeback even for a little bit. Yeah. Well, the, the issue with uh, cassette tapes compared to like vinyl is they're not making cassette tapes anymore. Like, so everything that people are buying is leftover stock that just never got sold. So like from cat, uh, like whoever, some of the big, uh, uh, cassette tape manufacturers are they just have a stockpile and it's up on amazon or you know wherever you can get secondhand stuff like that mm -hmm. and so which is fine but eventually that stuff's going to get more and more expensive like it's already pretty expensive to get like a six-pack uh, uh thing of blank cassette tapes you're going to pay mm -hmm. 18 20 for that and it's like, no, it was supposed to be a cheap alternative, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It'll well. be, it'll be interesting. So, but um, yeah. So uh, kind of moving forward, uh, you got your uh, writer's retreat coming up this weekend. You've got home out now on Spotify and all that stuff. And of course, all the exciting new music coming out later this year. And going into next year, what is your uh, live show situation looking like? Are you actively doing those right now? Or um, what's kind of the scene doing up there in Kenosha? Yeah, uh, the live, I we, I love playing live. Um, mm -hmm. I think the whole band does. Uh, I think every musician loves playing live. Yeah. It's really um, sometimes the, the goal, the end all. Um, uh, we're having a couple of shows coming up. Uh, well, one is actually this weekend in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's anyone listening from Minneapolis, uh, we'll be at the Wooden Ship uh, Brewing. Um, nice. A friend of mine uh, is doing a one-year anniversary for his brewery and uh, would love to go out and support him. So please come out, support us, support him. Um, and then when we come back, uh, there was a show that we're doing in Kenosha at the uh, Ruther High School. Um, mm -hmm. And it's to honor and support the Grace Welcome Center, which is a, a center here, our church and center here uh, in Kenosha. Um, and then after that, we're doing a couple of shows um kind of all over the place um sheboygan mm -hmm. milwaukee uh, we'll go down to chicago for a little bit too which is going to yes. be fun um and then in the summer we're actually going to do a, a it's not super confirmed yet so i don't want to yeah um, jinx myself but uh we're doing a couple of shows in the summer um kind of in denver uh indiana ohio Nice. Um, Missouri. So it's like, there's a couple of, uh, shows that we're getting really excited to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you go to my website, you definitely will see those. Awesome. So you got yeah. You're not necessarily a tour. They'd be more like one-off to fly out and do a one-off show. Is that kind of what it is? Or would you build a little mini tour around those? Yeah, Assuming we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a, a mini tour around it, assuming obviously everything stays put, yeah. uh, you know, and we obviously you know how that can turn around really quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to kind of do a little bit of a mini tour starting from Ohio going down um, to Denver. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, hey, tours, tours are fun. Excited. I, have you been, have you done a tour at all? Like, yes. Um, I, I oh man it's it was bittersweet uh -huh. um the first one I guess it it was uh, I wasn't it wasn't my band or anything like that so um uh, but it, I it was just an honor to be part of the trip mm -hmm. uh and even just be you know asked to play I was playing lead guitar for him and uh it was fun um 
whew, normally I drive normally I drive when on long yeah. trips normally I drive because it gives yeah. me something to do and if I don't I start to <laughs> <laughs> get it i can't imagine just staring at the road and we yeah. were going down to uh uh texas and it you know it's just flat <laughs> the yeah. entire way there yep. and i slowly started to lose my mind so yep. um yeah it was interesting i'm about to make that drive here in about a week and a half i'm going from where i'm at in texas up to south chicago so oh god yeah okay it, yeah it's i i actually enjoy it like it, it it just is well, and I'm actually going to be driving, so it's like it gives me, like you said, it gives you something to do. But yeah, um, you know, just seeing different parts of the country, and just even though you're only interacting with people for ten minutes at a time when you get out to go to the gas station to go to the bathroom, get food, you know, whatever it is, but yeah. just kind of having those brief interactions with locals that you don't usually get to have is also really cool so yeah i i love you know pit stops so uh, we we in all in college we did actually we drove down to new orleans like twice mm, nice and i enjoyed it man it was really cool but we took our time getting there it yeah. took a very long time getting we stopped on rest stops jumped in uh some like small river and like yeah. we did a whole bunch of stuff that was just fun and and you know it kept the thing entertaining um and so you know those those i don't mind too much but uh when you have to get somewhere at a specific time you can't obviously do that yeah and uh that can it can really test you a little bit oh yeah for sure yeah. it's a and especially when you're doing like a big trip for a tour it it's like you live or die by the time because it's like okay we've got 12 hours to drive nine hours right. you know and sort of sort of one of those things that it's like Man, it's, I've only been on one tour in my entire life. And that was a brutal, brutal experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. So. Oh yeah, it can get there. But you know, at this, at the end of the day, we're all still friends, everybody yeah. in the car. And cause yeah, I mean, I, some demons come out at the end of it, uh, to be honest, I'd, I'll oh, yeah. be honest with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, when a band first starts, it's like they get along and then that first tour, it's going to tell you whether that band's going to last or not, because you spend a week in the car together. It's like, oh, wait, I don't really like you. Like, I can't stand being around you more than 12 hours at a time. So, yeah, it, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it'll test a band for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's going to be exciting, especially with not being able to play that did you play much during the pandemic or was it pretty dead silent in uh kenosha i actually did um not not live um mm -hmm. so everything went virtual obviously and uh i got really really lucky um in 2019 i'd, I'd applied to to be part of this organization so far sounds mm -hmm. um and uh was just so lucky enough to get into the organization, play a couple of shows with them. Um, and then they asked me if I wanted to do some stuff virtually as well, nice. um, which really, really paid off um, because again, it was something that I really was trying to do full time and take mm -hmm. to the next level. Um, I got a lot of engagement from a lot of different people um, and it, it was just, uh, it kept me busy. Um, I obviously pl played it inside uh, of the house um, because I couldn't play it in this space. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's funny enough that uh, virtual shows, even though things are opening up, are, I think are going to be around for a long time. Yeah. So uh, we've gotten to use the space for, for the same thing. So uh, for sure. Yeah. Where, where were you streaming to when you were doing the virtual shows? Was it like Facebook, Instagram, Twitch? So when, uh, when so far does its uh, uh, shows, they actually use Zoom. Okay. Um, um, they do, use Zoom and they invite a whole bunch of people in and um, you get to do it that way. But then you can also do a uh, uh, pre-recorded, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of, especially in the very beginning when yeah. companies were kind of figuring out uh, how to create the original natural sound, especially yeah. for music. Um, you know, you do a pre-recorded and you kind of send it out. And I did a lot of that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's... You brought up something that I'm surprised more people didn't do, which was the Zoom shows, mm -hmm. like doing like private, oh, hey, you know, invite only or e even at that point, you could probably sell 
tickets, you know, and just kind of generate a little revenue and whatnot and be like, Oh, Hey, $5, come in and check the show out or, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, which is, I'm surprised more musicians didn't do that. So well, it was really, well, it was really interesting and awesome, um, to know that people are still good. You know, humanity still alive, mm -hmm. um, is no people knowing that everyone's struggling at this point. Mm -hmm. And so if someone said, Hey, can you pay $5 to come and watch a zoom thing? People actually did, yeah. um, you know, they spent that extra, you know, $5 that they had and they came out and supported you. There's a lot of places, obviously restaurants did a lot of uh, things that tried to make things work and people yeah. did support them. So I was really, really uh, thankful for people that did that and um, for how you just people came together in that way too and just made it work. For sure, for sure. Yeah. It was it, it was a really interesting time in the, in the world, so to speak. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, yeah. and the, you know, you saw a lot of really cool uh, creativeness come out of it where, you know, like you, whether it be from musicians and the writing aspect or just figuring out a way to keep their dreams alive, whether it's doing the virtual shows or, you know, just I had a buddy that would do uh, front porch sessions. And yeah. so every not every day at like 5 p.m. or whatever it was, he'd go sit out on his front porch start playing music and then eventually given enough time all his neighbors and people would be sitting out on their front porches just to listen to him play that's awesome that's and awesome. It, it was you know it was one of those deals where it ended up getting a, some attention for him which really worked out and then people would come out to the front yard as like different restrictions would ease and whatnot so right yeah it just it was really cool um, yeah, but I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I didn't even, I uh, used uh, Sessions Live, mm -hmm. which is another one, yep. um, which is really cool. And it has its own Streams Lab, uh, which is, was uh, they're using OBS and now they use Streams Lab. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last one was um, a Timber Radio, which is actually locally from Chicago, T-A-M-B-R. Yeah. Um, they also have their own uh, platform that they use. And uh, it both really, really amazing um, applications, really amazing uh, software. The way they set everything up was really cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I don't, I don't want to keep you too much longer since oh, it is uh, uh, a little bit later at night. Uh, but uh, outside of music, what do you do? What do you kind of do to escape from uh, the pressures that music brings or just to uh, decompress? Um, I actually enjoy, it's a weird thing. I, someone asked me that I enjoy working um, mm -hmm. on separate, uh, on different projects, like where I'll come home and um, my wife, you know, obviously would come home too and she'll be tired. I'll be tired. And you know, she'll sit on the couch and we read a book and then I'll start cleaning the house mm. um, because somehow that like de-stresses me and I feel like, okay, I'm actually doing something. And if there's a project to do, maybe it's in the summer or building, building something or working on a pro, you know, anything like that to keep my mind kind of doing something active, but thinking about something completely different. I like to do that. Otherwise, uh, you know, I'll play basketball and, um, you know, go go sit at the beach i love the the um the beach in kenosha it mm -hmm. has a whole like long if you've been to Kenosha, i don't know if you've been to kenosha but uh, it has a pier mm -hmm. um that people walk on but you know outside of the pier on the other side of the pier there's these rocks massive rocks that they put at the lakes i'm guessing yeah. to to like slow the waves or break the waves yeah. um but if it's in the summertime i will lay out there like a salamander because i grew up with a a ton of sun mm -hmm. so i and i know it doesn't shine in kenosha too long yeah so <laughs> i will sit you know at the rocks and just grill myself until the winter comes and so any opportunity i get that's where you will find me nice nice yeah yeah you know it's you got to take advantage of that sun while you can out there in kenosha oh, yeah. it's just I, I i've been to kenosha maybe once in my life mm-hmm and yeah, like, I mean, obviously I grew up in the North side of Chicago and Kenosha's what, maybe 45 I, minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so it, it's really not that different, but it's, uh, yeah, it, you got to take advantage of that sun while you can. Oh so, yeah. Um, uh, no, that's really cool. Um, I do appreciate you taking your time to sit down and chat with us. Uh, if anybody wants to check out the new single, any of your upcoming shows, 
interact with you on social media, any of that fun stuff, where's the uh, best place to do that? Yeah, you can do that on Spotify, everywhere you choose to listen to your music, iTunes, Spotify, you can uh, watch the videos on YouTube. Um, and just uh, last thing, the new single, The Outside, as we were just talking about it um, um, before the, the streaming mm -hmm. started, um, will be out on Memorial Day, uh, May 30th. Um, really, really excited for you to hear it. Uh, it's it's just something I, I'm super excited about. I think um more excited about it than most of the other songs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, kind of just piggybacking off of the social media, um, what's been your favorite social media platform to uh, interact on? Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I actually love interacting on Instagram. I I normally reply to people's uh, stories or messages uh, a lot quicker on there as yeah. well. And uh, I love uh, scrolling through and looking at uh, a lot of uh, what the other artists are doing and what my friends are doing. And I normally just start conversations right there when I can, uh, you know, see like, hey, they've been at the show and just say, yeah. hey, how was it? You know, so I love that. I love Instagram. For sure. I'm less likely to forget you on Instagram. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know what it is on Facebook. I'll just forget that they messaged me. But on Instagram, it's like, nope, for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm focused. Yeah, me too. But it also could be one of those deals where I don't get a lot of messages on Instagram. Yeah, maybe. And it's so it's just kind of like, okay, it's a little bit easier to keep track of. Whereas Facebook, it's like, I get so many news, new notifications and all this stuff. It's like, sorry, yeah. forgot, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. I, it's, I guess, an easier platform to. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But um, once again, I do want to thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. I absolutely appreciate it. It's been an absolute blast. And if I ever get a chance to come up to Kenosha, which actually I'll be in Rockford in July. How far is Kenosha from Rockford? Ooh, two, three hours. Might uh, maybe, two, if, maybe two hours. If if we could swing a, uh, if you have a show when I'm going to be up there, I will. Um, yeah, I'm going to okay. need, I'm going to need the, uh, the pick me up. We're not going there for a good reason. Okay. So, um, but. did you? Uh, uh, you said you're in Texas, right? Yeah, I'm in Texas. Well, we might see you next year, maybe. Okay, that works yeah. as well. You know, it's yeah, it's one of those things we're we're trying to get to Chicago or get to back up to Chicago because my sister's having uh giving birth to her first child in September, August, September, somewhere okay. in that ballpark, and so we're trying to get up that way more. And uh, in July, my so my mother passed away last July. And so we're going up this July to uh, finally lay her ashes to rest. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry so to hear that. We'll, we'll be up there. And if uh, I can make a trip out to Kenosha, I will Please definitely do. be doing that. So Please awesome. do. Yeah. Awesome. But once again, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us. Um, ben, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat. It's been a great conversation and would love to have you back on the next time you have uh, a big single. I don't, I hate saying it that way, but like a big <laughs> release, a single, you know, whatever yeah. it is, would definitely love to get you back on. But other Absolutely. than that, thank you everybody for hanging out with us and we will catch you all later. All right. Thank you.